This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! There is one match in particular that I want to talk about. Uh, you mean because it was awesome? Um, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking, for me, the best match of Saturday, Sunday was... Luke Harper UK and Eric Rowe. Oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Close second. <laughs> uh, the UK title match between Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Absolutely. That match was phenomenal. Like, I'm not surprised, considering the people that were in it. That match was phenomenal, though. I mean, you know, their team with Trent Seven, British Strong Style, they're, you know, a three-man team. But right. uh, So anytime you put the two of them together, it's a great match. I mean, you look at the U.K. tournament final where you had uh, Tyler Bate against Pete Dunne. You look at, like, one of his first defenses, Tyler Bate against Trent Seven, and now Pete Dunne against Tyler Bate again for the belt. I mean, all great matches, but this one, one of the best matches I've ever seen between those two. Yeah, and, like, the chemistry between them is totally undeniable. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they were pulling stuff out that I don't remember ever seeing before. We've never seen Bate leave his feet like he did in this match, you know, like, in the WWE, like, in any of the matches he's had. I mean, it started out like that British, you know, catch-as-catch-can, you know, hold-for-hold match-style wrestling, and then by the end, I mean, he's cork 450 corkscrew. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, my, I you think know? my favorite my favorite part of the match was when yep. it looked like he was going to go through the ropes, but ended up oh, rebounding himself yeah. backwards, like with his arms over and his head and neck under. Yeah, like he suicide dived into the rope and yep. sprung himself back. I'm like, what is going on? It was amazing. I think amazing. I've seen. If I remember correctly, Kofi Kingston used to do that when he first came in. Does, you know what? I don't I, – honestly, I don't remember seeing it before. I, it's been long enough probably that people don't remember, but I think I remember him seeing doing that. Or maybe I saw him when he was on the indies up here in the Northeast doing that. But, yeah, that was just – it popped. It popped the crowd. Did you know that TakeOver had a bigger crowd than Backlash? Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, like if you look – haven't released the number yet for backlash right for the attendance but take over they've got 10,600 huh it's 18,000 seat arena they topped off the upper deck for both shows right but all signs are pointing to take over had a bigger crowd than backlash jeez they, they were both in the all-state right yeah both in the same venue what's that say about the backlash main event well, I'll, you, you want to know what it, I said? Doing the, doing the grimace face. You want to know what I said about the Backlash main event? What? I I went to bed after AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. Let's go back to Tyler Bate against Pete Dunne. I love the finishing sequence of the match. Oh yeah. That led into Dunne hitting his finisher and getting the three count, and I also love that when he went for it earlier, Bate reversed it into another move. They didn't do the thing where he had his finish and, and Bate kicks out. Yep. Or you know he t- or Bate does the Tiger Driver 97 and, and and Dunn kicks out. 
I like that they protected the finishers, and once he hit it, boom, the match was over. Yep. I thought it was great. I don't know. They just had a great match. I've watched it twice. I, uh, I've still only watched it once, but I yeah. plan on I plan on giving it another go this weekend. Um, get out of the road, turkey. Literally a turkey. <laughs> uh, not just a bad driver. Um, the Hideo Itami Bobby Roode match. I love the finishing sequence on that. When he hit the DDT, held on, rolled up, and hit it again. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen that. That was awesome. Yeah, I, it's... It's the stuff like that, and and I mean Bobby Roode selling the shoulder, yep, and and everything, you know yep. that. I'm gonna be honest, I was not so impressed with the Tommy in this match. But, I wasn't impressed with Hideo Tommy in this match either, but but I enjoyed the match. Yep, I I thought it was really good. I mean Bobby Roode always puts on a good show, and and Tommy wasn't bad, but it wasn't. It wasn't, you know, main event-ish Atami that I was expecting. No, I think, I think the biggest problem with Atami is he came in with such fanfare, and everyone that knew him as Kenta right. thought, all right, here he is. He's coming in. He's going to, you know, <laughs> kick ass and take names. And unfortunately, he's been sidelined with multiple injuries. What he has done in the ring hasn't been impressive. Yeah. And then Shinsuke Nakamura kind of came in and stole his thunder. Yeah. As being the you know the Japanese guy that came in that just got over like gangbusters, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's and, true. And uh, I mean, it's almost apropos that essentially Atami and Nakamura barely spent any time together in NXT. Yeah, even though I guess they were both kind of there for uh, over a, for a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. The rest of the NXT card, I it wasn't my favorite show and the main event like i don't want to dwell on the negative too much but i'm gonna say this when they first put the belts up and they're hanging there i'm looking at i'm like the friggin' belts are way too low i mean the the rate the, the the steps the ladders are practically touching the belts yeah and that just screamed to me immediately the second i saw that yeah they're gonna do a spot with diy hanging off the ladders they're gonna do that dumbest that dumb finisher of theirs, uh, the well, super super destroyer, whatever they call it, and okay. yeah. Okay. Speaking speaking of that, when you're hanging by yeah. that thing, you would you should probably be able to hang by one hand, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And grab the belt and, with the other. And grab the belt with the other. Like, why does super no one ever do that? Well, in the case of like Devon Dudley, you're so far up. And you're afraid of heights. Okay, that makes sense because you're focusing yeah. on shit. I don't want to fall. Shit, yeah. shit, shit. You know what I mean? But when you're DIY and you're, you know, three six and a feet half feet off feet the up. ground. Well, I mean, their feet were like maybe four feet up. You know? I mean, come on. Yeah, I just. Authors of Pain are just not a good. I mean, they're not a good tag team. They're not where they need to be yet. You know, to be having ladder matches and to be having five star, you know, ha- even having two star matches. Right. You know, they just need to be squashing people still until they can build up and get better. And um, and there were there were some good spots in the match. But yep. at the same time, like they all felt off. Like yes. when Gargano and Ciampa went off the ladder onto the authors, both laying on the ladders. Yes. I think the ladders were too close because both of them toppled overhead first. 
Yep. Yeah. And um, the spot where Gargano pushed Ciampa out of the way and then took the ladder to the face. Yeah. Which looked brutal, by the way. Oh, God, that looked so horrendous. There yeah. was there was a delay. Like, the authors were about to go, and then you see them stop, reset, and then go. Yeah. Like, it looked, you know, why was like, he pushing like, him out like, of the way like if Gargano, he's just going to be able to sit there for 20 seconds before they Yeah, like, move. Gargano had plenty of time to move out of the way himself. Yeah. And, and, in fact, in my opinion, should have. When stuff like that happens, like, when you're, okay, I understand, everyone understands wrestling, Okay. Right. And you're supposed to be in your spot, and you're supposed to do what they say, and there's a plan, and you're following it, and on and on and on. But when something like that happens, yeah, you, you have to because then you make yourself and your opponents and the match look stupid. Right, you have to still make it look, you know, as yeah. realistic as you can. Exactly, because if not, you just make yourself and everything in associated with that just look just stupid. Yeah, and. You knew something when the match ended and there were still, I mean, because I, I ended up watching it late. Yeah. Um, I, I was out and then I got home. I watched the first half and then I watched the rest of it Sunday morning. I got, I'm watching the takeover and the match ends and there's still yeah. six minutes left on the takeover. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, something's going to happen. <laughs> you know, there's I no way that they're going to give six minutes of the authors of pain standing with the belts. I, I will say this. I did like the fact if you go back and watch it, the announcers are wrapping the show up. They even put the copyright logo up on the screen. Yep. In the lower left corner, you know, like they do to say signify the show's over. And then when Champa turned on Gargano, you know, the announcers stopped talking. That thing went away. And then we just watched the beatdown. And then they put it back up on the screen again when they were going to finally cut the cameras away. So I thought that was a good production value little, you know. Uh, I don't know. I thought that was good. Yeah. No, I I agree it was done well, but I hated it. Yeah, I'm not like the way just, the way the show is ending. You have DIY, uh, you have the authors win the belts and they leave, and you have yeah. DIY in the ring getting a hero's welcome. Yep. You know, by the Chicago crowd. Who, I mean, I don't think they pop for anybody as much as they pop for them this weekend. Nakamura's entrance, I think. I don't know. That'd be a close second. That's true. Second. That was close. Yeah, yeah. That would be a close second. But that, and yeah. Anyways, continue though. But you have them and they're saying thank you and they're, you know, I mean, what better? I'm thinking, wow, they're going up to the big leagues. Yeah, you know, I thought they're they were finally going to get the call up. This yep. is going to be great. Gives another tag team, you know, up, give them some legitimacy. And then you got the revival got to be coming back sometime. Oh, man. I heard they were on Raw Monday night. They were backstage at Raw Monday. I, I can't wait for them to come back. I cannot wait for them to come back. Yeah. Sorry. But, you know, I, I just want to see them fight forever, you know? Yeah. Um, but, man, oh, man. And then the turn, and I'm like, so now this basically this is going to keep them down at NXT as singles guys for at least through SummerSlam. Because my guess is the two of them are going to headline – Oh, take over Brooklyn. Yeah, they'll they'll build a program and they'll have a singles match to take over Brooklyn. Yeah, absolutely. And and it, it, yeah, I mean, my assumption is that's going to be the main event over the title match, because I don't think they're going to build. I, I don't know who Bobby Roode's going to fight. That would be more impressive than those two going. I mean, the match if they, they 
the match they had in the Cruiserweight Classic was amazing. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, it was. You know, and That's going to be hard to top. In a way, they have sort of been teasing the break since then. Yeah. Because afterwards, you know, Chop was all looked all pissed. And then the yep. two of them hugged it out. And there have been. And then moments, they went on to win the belts. And yeah. You know, there have been moments like that since then. But I mean. You know, if, if they're able to go back and like show video footage of the Cruiserweight Classic and moments like you're talking about since then as like a package as to why Ciampa cha- uh, turned, that'll be brilliant because it's like, oh, they built this for a year. Right. This turn before it happened. So that, that would be cool. I don't see them having another takeover between now and SummerSlam. No, I don't think there is one. Because it's only three months away, right? Yeah. June, July, August. Three months away. Three months is a great build between now and then to have these two guys, to have Ember Moon against Asuka, to have, I don't know, Bobby Roode against Yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know who he's going to fight. I'm not sure. I mean, unless... But, I mean, it's still too soon for someone like Roderick Strong. Or Probably. Although they have been building Roddy with those behind things right but i i still think it's a little early for him to get into the world title picture unless but i mean at the same time i thought the same thing of jinder mahal so uh yeah (laughs) (sighs) so anyways um that that being said the uh would you think of the the oscar the ladies match for the nxt title it was it was better than i was expecting because yep. I think my problem right now with Asuka is she she really is the the cream of the crop. Yeah. And there isn't anyone since, you know, Bailey and Charlotte and Sasha and Becky Lynch all went up to the main roster. There mm-hmm. really hasn't been another women's wrestler that I've legitimately thought could take her. Yep. You know? And, I agree. And the ones there, and I guess it shows in a way because she does keep having, you know, a fatal four way or a triple threat or something, you yep. know? And, and there were times like the only way I could see her losing the belt now is a moment where, you know, Nikki Cross is about to pin Ruby riot. Yeah. Or something with Oscar out of right. the ring. You know, like I, they haven't built them or, um, you know, the Australian ladies. They haven't built. To me, they're not up enough to where I legitimately think they have a chance to win the belt off of her. Right. You know, and I mean, maybe Ember Moon. I I don't know. I still I don't think that she's, you know, that she's really done a lot yet either. No, I, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of Ember Moon personally. I just I don't I don't find her a believable threat. I don't. The only person in NXT right now that I find that could possibly be a believable threat to Asuka is Nikki Cross because she has that wild, deranged, crazy thing going for her. Right. But they would need to build her. They would need to have her get some victories over some people. Yeah. Um, in, instead of Asuka. Yeah. Instead Asuka of Asuka pinning, pinning both of them. Bo- yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar pinning both of them in the match, just you know. And didn't she do that the last time? Oh with, uh... no! In the Fatal Four Way, she pinned uh, Peyton Royce, I think. She just pinned one of them. I thought. I thought one of them was on top of the other one. 
Oh, possibly. She could have pinned both Australian girls. Because Nikki Cross, she Nikki was, was taken knocked out, by, out by, the, by, the, yeah, by the announcer's table. Hey, um, sorry, echo there. <laughs> uh, they have the, uh, the May Young tournament coming up here. Oh, yeah. They announced that today, the May Young Classic, which I'm kind of glad they went with May Young instead of Fabulous Moolah. Because Moolah, to me, and it's nothing against Moolah, but like she has always been kind of like, if you go back to the golden age of wrestling with the WWE, it's always her. You know what I mean? She's always been the focal point of everything. Right. Even when her and Mae Young came back, Moolah got another title run. You know, yeah, off Ivory true. when she was 78 years old or whatever. But, I mean, but, at the same um, time, Mae Young was 137. Well, exactly. So I'm kind of glad they're doing the Mae Young Classic. Did you see the trophy? No, I didn't. What it's, is it? Um, it is a giant rubber hand. Ah, uh, you're being a jerk. But I love it. <laughs> I love you for that. <laughs> uh, 32 no. home tournament. And the thing is, they're taping it in July, or at least the first half of it. Um, so initially my thought, oh, well, they'll take the winner of the 32 woman tournament and whoever wins will then, you know, challenge Oscar for the belt at say Brooklyn. No, but it's going to um, go beyond that. Exactly. It's going right. to go beyond that. So, but I wonder if they're going to have like, they just signed a couple of great talents out of stardom world over in Japan. Yeah. I saw um, that. So I, I'm wondering if. If like um, can't even think of it. If that's where they're gonna get their new their new contender and just have Oscar hold on to the title, then take on the winner of that at like Takeover in Survivor Series. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's that's a way to easily elevate someone to credibility. Yeah, you know, like you can have if there's someone that goes through, you know, obviously four rounds, whatever they're doing. Yeah, and like well, thirty-two person people. tournament. Yeah, you know, and like someone's dominating through that. That's you know, world class talent up and down that roster. You know, it's not like it's not like Braun Strowman getting a win against James Ellsworth. Right, right. You know, it's. I'm wondering because. Go ahead. You know, so like you were saying, I think. I mean, if you have Asuka beat Ember Moon, and then you have before, maybe before Survivor Series at the takeover then, Asuka goes yeah. up against the the winner of the tournament. I mean, that you could legitimately see her, you know, losing to that person. I mean, they Taylor built her Hendricks. such a monster. Taylor Hendricks, no. They've built her such Taylor, no, come on. I know, I, no. <laughs> they, they've built Asuka as such a monster. Yeah. That it is going to take someone who gets another huge build, and this tournament's the perfect way to give that someone a huge build. Right. I mean, hey, even, come in there. Even if you and have I'm Ember not, Moon in the tournament and she goes into the finals and wins the tournament, fine. You know, see, but I'm not I, even, I don't think um, the NXT people. I'm not are even upset. Be in there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, are, are NXT people even going to be in there? Or is it? Well, that, that was new? my thing. I wondered because when they did the cruiserweight classic, they brought in all new talent, and I think it was it only was it Gargano only Cedric, huh? Gargano and Ciampa were in it. Were, yeah, it was but those those that, two. Uh, Tajiri, 
Brian Kendrick, past guys that came in, there was only one NXT guy that was in the tournament. Wasn't that Cedric Alexander? No, it was Gargano and Ciampa. No, well, they were NXT guys then. Hmm. Was, I thought there was one other. I thought there was one they made a big deal out of that he's been in NXT for a while and Gargano and Ciampa kind of just started. Um. Because well, Gargano and Champa were in the were in the Dusty Roads Classic in the spring, so I guess no, they they didn't just start, but yeah, but I know regardless. they they did make a big deal out of Brian Kendrick coming yeah. back, and they made a big deal of Tajiri coming back. They made a big um, deal of like Abushi being in it, uh, yeah. Zack Saber Jr. being in it, and both of them lost. Like both of that, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't believe that TJ Perkins won the tournament. Yeah, and um, but. Whatever. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to see who's in it. I'm looking forward to see who they pull, where they bring people from. Uh, I'm yeah. curious if they're going to have NXT talent in it or not. It would be interesting to see if they did who they did. Because, like, a lot of the, the, the green girls or the young girls or whatever you want to call them that we've seen on NXT that have had, like, a match or two, like, say, Kimberly. Right. You know? She's had a couple of matches on NXT. She, you know, she's lost to Ruby Riot. You know, she's not really going anywhere. I'm, that would probably be a good way to bring her in. You yeah. know, even if she doesn't win the tournament, just get her in the tournament, have her, you know, have a couple of good matches, maybe advance to the second round or something, whatever. I don't know. But like to to get her seen as more than just quote unquote a jobber, if you will. Right. But it's tough to it's tough to put girls in the tournament that you've been watching lose on TV. You know, and have them be world champion. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Keeps coming back. I know. So backlash. Yes. Because I guess we should talk about backlash. Um, I, I wasn't overly impressed with the Nakamura Ziggler match. You know what? It felt like it felt like Nakamura was going half speed in the match. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't it did just something they just they were just off. And they've had a lot of matches and I've heard good stuff about their ma- dark matches they've been having, but this match just seemed off. Hmm. I mean, the fans were solidly behind Nakamura in this match. Oh yeah. Abs I mean solidly behind him, but I just it just felt off. Yeah, I thought it was um I mean, Kevin Owens has basically been the show opener for the past yeah many months so i'm yep. glad that they went i think this was the right call to go first because oh, yeah. Yeah. you knew nakamura was going to get a ridiculous welcome well and the fan exactly the fans wanted him so bad give him to him kind of quote unquote get it out of the way yeah and uh his re- the reaction he got was astounding and it's just like you're watching it and it's like tell me this guy's not over yeah you know I, what i mean i can't wait to see him I want to see Nakamura and Finn Balor at WrestleMania. Dude, I just, want to see them have a match. Just because that ring entrance is going to be half of the card. <laughs> but if you have the demon, the demon slithering his way down a 700-yard ramp, and yeah. then Nakamura coming out, and by the time he gets to the bottom, he has, you know, 150 violinists with him. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Like, you couldn't, like, neither one of them could be anything but numbers one and two in the Royal Rumble. Because by the time they get to the ring, the next guy's coming out. <laughs> right. The next guy's coming out and passing him to get in the ring by the time he gets in the ring. That would actually be kind of funny. 
That yeah. would be funny. You that know, would I be mean, hilarious it, actually. It, if they're set on having weird comedy and matches like the uh, the Brizongo match, I oh, think, that was terrible. I think having Shinsuke Nakamura coming down to the ring as you know number seven or something, and then but you know, he's still yeah. working his way to the ring, and then number eight comes out and looks and passes him and goes in. Number nine comes out and goes, and Nakamura is still over by the crowd. <laughs> be amazing. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Uh, I enjoyed Kevin Owens against AJ Styles. I I even enjoyed the finish. You know what? When the finish first happened, I was like, son of a bitch. They're totally screwing with me. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? This gives them a match at, you know, they'll have whatever the next SmackDown pay-per-view is. And chances are they're going to have their big blow off at SummerSlam. Yeah, isn't the next one Great Balls of Fire? Is that SmackDown or is that Raw? I don't know. The next pay-per-view thought... is Extreme Rules, which is Raw. Right. And then the one after that's Battleground, which is also Raw. So I feel like Great Balls of Fire has got to be SmackDown. Because I thought Great Balls of Fire was with Brock Lesnar. But I don't Who knows? I know. I thought Battleground was... You know, I don't know. Maybe Great have, Balls of Fire is Brock Lesnar and Battleground is SmackDown. I don't know. I, um... I haven't looked, but I know what you're saying. Yes, I felt the same exact way. I, well, no. When the moment the finish happened and he had his foot tangled up and everything, I thought, all right, I'm a fan. It's a count out. It's a count out because his leg got caught. I mean, I like how they did it. The table collapsed on him. That makes perfect sense. Like, it was all logical. Yep. His foot getting caught up in cords and everything, that makes sense, too, because it's all, you know, those, those monitors on top and everything. Um, so I, I liked it. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh because yeah. again, it keeps it going, so we can see another match between the two. And maybe exactly. this one will and be no count out. That's the thing, yeah. And not only do we see another match, we see an angry AJ is like, you know, out for blood. Money in the Bank is the next SmackDown pay per view because I was going to talk about that later. Oh, okay. Um, but but yeah, yeah AJ's I mean, out for blood. You know, be, and not only that, how many times do you see like a legit count out? Right. You don't. You know? It, I mean, it's you like, never see it. So, it, like, the fact that he won I, by countout was great. I've been saying, exactly, it was great. I've been saying they need to bring back time limits. Like, when they had the time limits in the tournament, the Cruiserweight tournament, I freaking loved it. Yep. We need to have time limits. Like, you put those guys in a 20-minute time limit match and to have a time limit draw. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those guys can yeah, do a 20-minute time limit draw. Don't even have it close to one of them pinning the other. Like, not not, not like a cheap at the end one exactly. of them gets to a two oh, and a half dude, count before. Oh, he thinks he, yeah. Yeah, have a time you know, limit drop. Just have them, have them beat each other, have them both tired, have them both, yeah. you know, just staring at each other at the end of 20 minutes. Like, what else could I possibly do when you're still standing? Yeah, have a time limit drop between the two of them, and then, or have an Iron Man match where no one gets a fall. Oh, yeah. That was the brilliance of the first Iron Man match when Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart went 60 minutes without a fall. Yep. And they forced him into the overtime. Okay. I think they should have gone five more minutes before they got the pin, by the way, but it does. That's just me. But when you have like a 30 minute Iron Man match and it's seven falls to six, it's like, come on. Right. That's garbage. So have these guys have a 20 minute time limit draw match. Do it on SmackDown so you can take commercials or whatever if you want. But have them go to a time limit draw. And then now you have a match where they have no count out, no time limit. You know, must be a winner. 
Yeah. And you just have a great – you don't even have to have a no disqualification factor in there. So now it's a street fighter. They use weapons, this, that. Just no count out, no time limit, you know, one fall to a finish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And those guys can put on a hell of a wrestling match. Yeah. I, I mean, they're two fantastic workers. Absolutely they are. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I don't know – they've never crossed paths before this, have they? AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, yeah, they've wrestled before on the independents. Have they? Oh, okay. I, I believe they had a match. I believe they have. I mean, well, you know what? I can't say for certain, but I just I assume that Kevin Steen and AJ Styles paths crossed somewhere. Ring of Honor, PWG. What? When I'll was AJ with Ring of Honor though? He was with Ring of Honor back a couple of times. Was he? Oh, okay. Because yeah, I know. He, I mean, he spent a decade with TNA, so I always. Yeah, just sort of assume first, he missed a lot of the people coming around. The first kind of like five years of TNA, Ring of Honor and TNA worked together, though. And like you'd see some ring, TNA talent in Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor True. didn't have national TV then. What started the when Ring of Honor first got an HD net. Right. And started right. doing real pay-per-views and not iPay-per-views or whatever. Yeah. That's when you saw the TNA talent not appearing on Ring of Honor anymore. Right. You are correct. Yeah, because then, okay, now there's national TV, now they're doing pay-per-views, whatever. So, Because I remember, like, in 2012, I went to a, a pro wrestling syndicate show down in Rahway, New Jersey. And I know I've said this before, but it was an iPay-per-view. But you had four guys on the card that were actively in Ring of Honor. They could not be on the iPay-per-view. So the opening match was a quote-unquote dark match with Adam Cole and Davey Richards against the Briscoe Brothers. Right. Dark opening match. I mean, that's crazy. So, <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah, the next pay per view is Money in the Bank for SmackDown because they're going to have a Money in the Bank women's match. Yeah, I and saw that. that. Sounds phenomenal. No, until it does not. About it's it's Charlotte. Yay, Becky Lynch. Yay. Oh, it's Naomi, Natalia. No, well, Naomi that. wouldn't be in it because she's well, the title holder. So the, well, the only saving grace is that she's not going to be in the match. Okay, so then who's your sixth? Or do you just have a they'll, five? They'll just one? have five unless they unless Lana shows up by then. Yeah. Yeah. Or Asuka makes her debut and wins the thing and then goes and kicks Naomi's face in. And then <laughs> that, that wouldn't the, even be the fair. How the 32-woman tournament is for the vacant NXT Women's Championship. And... Oh. Asuka's the SmackDown Women's Champion, and him and her and Charlotte have a match that just main event SummerSlam because really it should. Yeah. Well, you. Okay. You would have <laughs> Charlotte and Asuka. You would yeah. have KO and AJ, and yeah. you could have Baylor and Nakamura as yeah. your three. <laughs> as as what should be the three headlining matches, but what when will be the headline match? It'll be. Jinder Roman Mahal Re against Mojo Rawley. It'll be Brock <laughs> Lesnar against Roman Reigns. And uh, then I <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. I know what you mean. But, I mean, uh, man, I'd love okay, to see those so, three matches. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. I think we need to address the, uh, the, the monkey in the room, which is, or the elephant in the room, whatever you want to call it, which is Jinder Mahal winning the WWE Championship. And I'm just going to start out by saying, I don't have a problem with somebody new coming in that we haven't seen in the title picture, getting a title shot, winning the belt or whatever. I, I, I love it. I think it's great. You know, I mean, that's Paige. Uh, exactly. However, 
I have an issue when the person two months ago was a jobber and spent the entire five whatever years he was in WWE as a jobber. Yep. And barely was on TV. And when he was, he was losing in two minutes. And then all of a sudden he comes in and he wins a number one contender match. Then with help. And then with help beats AJ Styles, which that just doesn't sound right. And then wins the title with help. And the yes. reason why he's winning the title is because he's he has Indian heritage from India because they want to break into the India market over there. And first of all, he's maybe has Indian heritage, you know, and he his uncle is is the great Gemma Singh, who is tremendously huge and over in India, but was Canadian. And Junior Mahal is Canadian from Calgary. No, it's impossible. Right? He's from so, India. He even speaks Punjabi. No, he's from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And so that's my problem. They put the belt on him for political reasons and not like backstage politics, but because they want to break into a foreign market. That's my problem with him winning the belt. If they would have taken some time, and he's a heel, they want to break into a foreign market and they do so by putting the belt on a heel foreigner. You know the what, though? The evil foreigner gimmick. Look what? at look at Bret Hart when he was the champion and he was a heel and he was getting booed and booed and booed in America. And then they do a show up in Canada. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it was you think, the uh, most over you think they're have a You think they're going to have a SmackDown Live from, uh, from India? No, not at all. But, you know, they'll have okay, live but... shows. Right. You know, I mean, uh, aren't they doing a tour or something over there? I don't know. I I, I, I would only I, I assume I, so. I don't know. I know SmackDown. I mean, uh, Impact is next week. I know uh, Impact's going to be there next week doing a tour. I don't know when I WWE's going to be doing means. a tour. Impact Wrestling, it's a league based Never. out of Orange, Florida. Never heard of it. It used to be called TNA. You said TNA earlier, so you're familiar with them. Nah, I don't think I am. You did. You talked about Ring of Honor and TNA like five minutes ago. It doesn't sound familiar. Uh, all right, denial. But anyway, <laughs> it's not just a river in Egypt. So, that was cheesy as shit. So, <laughs> it was. It was bad. Uh, so, again, I don't have a problem with them putting a belt on somebody new. That That's not it. I just, and I don't have a problem per se with Jinder Mahal either. You know? It's just how he's perceived by the fans. In my opinion, WWE just put their top title on who the fans perceive as Jobber. If they would have taken five months to build him up and made him credible, and then he yep. wins the belt, okay, I'm cool with that. And actually know? beat people on his own. Yeah. If he would have won money in the bank, even, and then gotten a cheap win to win the belt, okay, that, yeah. that can happen. But... It's just the way they did it. I mean, did you see the fans? I, I almost feel no, like... I, I told you, I went to bed you after KO watched, and oh, Styles. You, you haven't watched it even since then. No. I have Dude, no intention the to. Fans, the fans' reaction was similar to when Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. <laughs> as far as a what? What? Like, except... They, they, it was a more, it wasn't as okay. Uh, that's a that's a bad comparison because <laughs> I don't want to belittle that reaction that the fans had when Brock Lesnar beat Taker because that was total bewilderment and disbelief. 
Right. This was, was a, a, this was a big what the you know what the fuck moment. Like, oh come on, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was, it was, it was just like, okay, as opposed to complete disbelief. Uh, right. But I don't know. Someone uploaded a clip on Facebook. Someone had grabbed the uh, audio from the uh, India announced team. Okay. And. And I don't know what they were saying until they were chanting India number one, number one, India number one. <laughs> it was kind of comical, really. See, though? Number yeah, one. Yeah. No. Number one market uh, for SmackDown just, now. You know, there's a billion people in India, okay? They, there's a huge audience, therefore, I get it. That's why we had the great Kali. That's why we suffered through the great Kali being world heavyweight champion, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just good for gender, I guess. I heard him on talk as Jericho. Seems like a nice guy, but I just it's not him personally. It's just his position on the card where it was and what happened and everything. It's just you know, it's right. not like if you took say someone like and there's a I don't have a great example right this second, but he, say like Sami Zayn, okay. Okay. Sami Zayn's not a jobber, let's just say, but he's not positioned <clears throat> best, you know. Right. If he would have won that number one contenders match and then went on to win the title, like that would have been someone who is, you know, loved, fan favorite, elevated, on and on and on. Well, that that's the thing. He's one of those guys. No matter how many times he loses, he yep. never he never looks ridiculous in his loss. Right. Exactly. And the fans love him. Oh yeah, Whereas absolutely. A member of 3MB is now the WWE World Champion, and he yep. never he never had his Heath Slater run. Exactly. Well, look at Drew Galloway or Drew McIntyre back down in NXT right now. We were talking about NXT a little while ago. I mean, he's returned to NXT. First of all, when when 3MB left. I don't remember hearing anything about gender on the independence at all, doing anything. If he did, maybe I remember hearing on talk as Jericho, I guess he did some stuff in India with the great Kali where he booked shows over the air form and brought, you know, foreign talent into Russell Kali and on and on and on, including Brody Steele from Canadian Maritimes and whatnot. But like, I don't remember, but I saw Drew Galloway all over the place. You know, he was in TNA, he was in yeah. PWG, he was in Rev Pro, you know, he was, AAW, AIW, Beyond Wrestling. I mean, he was all over the place having some pretty sick matches with a lot of people, you know, like rebuilding his brand, rebuilding himself after being diminished so badly in in the, the WWE from, yeah. you know, based from his from his from his debut and everything. And now he's down at NXT and, you know, he's had some really good matches with uh, Cian Almos and Oni Lorcan and whatnot down in NXT, like really hard, stiff good matches so you know i could actually we were talking about earlier who's the next contender for bobby Roode. maybe it's gonna be drew mcintyre maybe yeah all i know is bobby Roode. like maybe he's having fun down in nxt i don't know where he i don't know where he would fit in on raw or smackdown but you know i, I gotta say we, we're gonna see him up there sooner than later i feel like i i would only assume I mean, legitimately, he's forty years old. Forty years old now, which is not a yeah. death sentence by any means. But I mean, I could totally see Bobby Roode with the WWE Championship around his waist. You know? Yeah. 
he's he's just that good, that polished, and that believable of a champion to me. Yep. So, I don't know. I would just love to see him up there having some kick-ass matches with people. <sighs> yeah. I'm just at a loss. Yeah, well, it was a weird weekend for the WWE, that's for sure. Yeah. Did you watch the UK special that they aired last Friday? No, not yet. See, I almost kind of forgot about it, but I definitely want to check it out. It's, it's 99 minutes long, according to the uh, the on-demand thing. They had a couple 205 live matches on there. Okay. I, I'm not, I don't really care about watching those, honestly. But, like, you know, we got uh, Trent Seven against Pete Dunne. Okay. That's going to be a great match, I imagine. Uh, Joseph Connors against Wolfgang's opening the show. Um, you know, you got Tyler Bate defending against Mark Andrews in the main event. Obviously, we know who wins that match. Uh, but uh, still, should be some good matches. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to watch that here sooner than later. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'll I'll get to it. I just haven't had a chance. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. I just didn't know if you had I checked it out yet. So. Yeah, I, I read a couple reports about it, but that was it. Yeah, bad one, because it taped. They taped it. A couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah. So, anyhow, you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Current wrestling related? I don't think so. Past I, wrestling related? Past wrestling related? You know what? I, I didn't really have a chance to try and think of something fun to talk about this week. Yeah. I've been too busy dealing with horrific sunburn. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I'm, I'm going to talk about something non-wrestling related. So all you wrestling fans out there, if you don't want to hear me talk about Twin Peaks, then I'm sorry. But I need to talk to Aaron about Twin Peaks. Aaron? Yes? I never watched Twin Peaks before. What is Twin Peaks? It's one of your favorite shows. Oh, that Twin Peaks. I thought you were talking about Mountains. No, no, no. I'm not talking about mountains. I'm not talking about boobs. That it was some kind of I'm talking name, about the uh, David Lynch thing. TV series from the 1990. Yes. I never watched it before in its okay. original run, and uh, I, I had this. And I know you like it a lot. Yes. And I felt the need. To, I, I want to watch this show. So I've now watched the first four episodes, which I didn't realize episode one was an hour and a half long until I started watching. it. I've now watched the first four episodes, and I gotta ask, what is it you? And don't no spoilers, please, because I honestly don't know how it ends. Whatever. What is it you love so much about the show? Okay. What I love so much about the show is how completely ridiculous and awkward every single interaction is between everybody. Okay, that's why I love the show. All right. That every bit of that show. I mean, it seems to outdo itself with how weird the next person you meet is going to be. Everything is so over the top. Like, the drama, the the screaming, wailing. Oh, yeah. When when Laura's mother finds out her daughter's dead and can't handle it. <laughs> Watching you... Ray Wise dive on top of his daughter's coffin. Yeah. And you... then the malfunctions just keeps rising up, up and, and down. down in the grave. You have no that's, idea. That's how nuts it goes from there. <laughs> like, I'm just watching. And the thing is, nobody finds anyone's behavior odd. Yeah. Like, everyone is just completely accepting of everyone's behavior. 
They're completely okay with what with how people are acting and what they're doing. Everything just seems normal. I keep waiting for someone to like look at the camera and wink or look at someone else and be like, what's wrong with this guy? No, no they're just like this yeah. is like vintage David Lynch. The music is at times horrendous. You are completely wrong. It really is. And but I don't mean that in like a listen. It's look so it. bad it's good. No, but that's look what at I mean by that. Through the eyes of nineteen ninety two. Well it came out in nineteen ninety, so why would I do that? Was it ninety or ninety two? Because it was twenty five years ago. Nineteen ninety. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm pretty okay. I'm pretty positive. When I, well at least Netflix says it's nineteen ninety. Okay. It's probably nineteen ninety then. But like I don't, like the music to okay, the music to me is like bad so far for music. Um, and I'm not saying I hate it. When I say it's horrendous, what I'm trying to say is it's so bad it's good. Right. Like it fits with how everyone's acting. It fits with yes. the yeah, drama. Ninety and yeah. ninety-one. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it fits with with the theme of the show, and it's so weird because I watch it, and there's a part of me that's just be like. That's like, I should not be enjoying this. Like, I, I feel like I shouldn't like this, but yet I do. Because it's awesome. It really is. I don't get it. And I think one of the other things that I really like it about a lot, one of the other things that's really appealing to me is the you fact no that... You have idea it, what's going on? Oh, it's, it's very <laughs> hard to follow sometimes. No. Um, there's no cell phones. Right. I don't know why, but I'm loving that there's no cell phones. The, the look and the feel of the show reminds me of the first season of the X-Files because it came out about the same time. You know, X-Files came out a couple years later. Um, but as far as just like, you know, it, it's. I don't know. There's something about it where even though it was filmed in the 1990s, you could be watching it now like it was filmed now, but they're just saying it took place then. Right. So it could be a quote unquote period piece because it holds up somehow. So. And what, I think it's because the acting is the way it is with the over-the-top drama and the ridiculousness, so it holds up still. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to watch it now? Is it because it came back? Um, or it's, or some, it's just one of those I, things? It's one of those things that I've actually wanted to watch for a long time because it's like I kind of like I guess I'm not gonna say I pride myself on being up with the the cult TV stuff or you know what I mean the the out of the normal stuff. Um, I think the big drive was you liking it so much and you talking about it because I had wanted to watch it for a while and it was just like I haven't found the right time or I haven't gotten around to it or whatever it is. Um, and then with the new series coming up, it's like I actually really want to watch it. Right. And so I'm like, but I feel like if I'm going to watch the new series, I really need to watch the original series first. I agree completely. Yeah. Because you have the DVDs, right? Yes, I do. Now, I've heard that the movie that it's came terrible. out after is completely terrible. Yeah. It, Firewalk with me is not great. Is it, wor is it worth trying to find it to watch it? Um. See, because the 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 series is on Netflix. That's what I'm watching it on is Netflix. Okay. Uh, but the movie's not. Interesting. Yeah. That or if it is, they they've tucked it into like the season, and I don't realize it's like at the end of the series type of thing. No, I honestly I don't think that they did. Yeah. 
Because it's 30 episodes, and I'm pretty sure that was the run. Yeah. Yeah. So is it worth trying to find to watch? Um, I mean, it it does sort of put a bow on the series. Okay. But, I mean, same time, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me ask you this. When you sit down and rewatch the series, because yes. you do that, for sure, occasionally, right? You are correct. Do you watch the movie as well? Um... Or do you skip it? I'll put it like this. I've seen the movie probably four times. Yeah. I saw it when it came out originally. I saw it again when that, all the DVDs... Was that in the theater? You know what? I have a memory of seeing it in the theater. Yeah. But I could be completely making this up. Okay. Fair enough. Um, now, now I'm curious... I wonder if it was in the theater. I'm looking up the box office numbers to see. Um, but when I watched the show, when I got the DVDs, yeah, it was, um, yeah, like eventually the movie came out a little while later, and I did get it, and I watched it again. And then my wife had never seen the show. So she's like, you know what? I'd like to watch Twin Peaks. And I said, sure. And we sat down and we watched all of Twin Peaks. And she's like, I want to watch the movie. I'm like, you don't want to watch the movie. She's like, I need okay. to watch it. And we ended up watching it together. And I, I want to yeah. say I watched it one other time since then. Because it happened to be on TV. Or like something random like that. And I was like, you know what? What the heck? I'll throw it on. <laughs> you know, I'll, yeah. I'm going to bed anyway. I'll just leave it on and watch it. But... You know, it's kind of like when I when I rewatch the X Files, because that's by the way when I make the decision to rewatch the X Files, it was in the theaters. Made, it was okay. Yeah, it made just over four million dollars. So my memory my memory is probably I did end up seeing it in the theater with my father. Okay, there you go then. Um, when I when I do watch the X Files, rewatch it, and that is by the way a big undertaking when you decide to rewatch nine seasons of a TV show and two movies. I guess technically now ten seasons, but anyways. Um, I always watch the second movie as well, even though like it's just kind of like a kind of a. Would you call it a letdown? Well, I never watched the X Files, so. Ah, uh, you need to. So it, it was not a letdown because I didn't like the show. So. How could you not like the show? Didn't we have this conversation? We're having it again. Okay. okay. Got to go into work in a few minutes, but we're gonna have it again. How could you? How did you not like the show? I told you. I kept. I watched like an episode or two, and I was like, eh, whatever. And I ignored it. And friends of mine were obsessed with the show. Yeah. They're like, you have to watch this. You have to watch this. So I was like, all right. So I sat down to watch it, and it was the episode that Stephen King wrote with the doll. Oh man, that's why. And I was like, that episode sucked. And they're like, all right, yeah, all right. you're right. And then a couple months later, they're like, you need to watch X Files. Just watch it again. And I was like, all right, fine. And I was with them, and we sat down to watch it. Whatever night it was on, Sunday maybe, Thursday, I don't know. It's on Sunday nights. Okay. And we sat down to watch it, and it was a repeat of the Stephen King episode with the doll. Jesus. And I was like, fuck guys, bad timing. fuck this. <laughs> like, no offense. This show is terrible. This is the same episode I've seen. And yeah. about a year or so later, they had convinced me again. They're like, just, you know, come on. We're, just watch it. You know, 
give it one more chance. And I'll be friggin' damned, it was the same goddamn episode on a repeat oh. again. Why don't they buy a DVD and throw a DVD in for you, for crying out loud? You know what? They probably had it on VHS. And it might have been they were watching through and I happened to come over when they got to that episode. Yeah. But whatever well, they it was, never re- I was they, like, you know see, what? This is now three times I've seen this same garbage. It was bad the first time. I'm no longer yeah, giving the show a chance. that's not a good episode. They never released the complete series on or seasons on VHS. They would release like, like – Yeah, and I had – I don't remember that being on one of the collections because they were releasing the DVDs, I think, by the time that episode came out. But I remember I had one I had one X-Files VHS collection. It was three discs. It was six episodes. It had the pilot episode on there, actually. Um, It had the first had basically there was all from the first season. Those six episodes were. Right. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I was um, I was not impressed. And I mean, it's been. I don't know, 15, 20 years since it started. And you know what? Um, I just don't even care. Since, since X Files ended in 2001, started oh, in 93. Really? Oh, yeah, started yeah, in so 93, almost... 92, 93. So yeah. Yeah, 25 so, years. Yeah, exactly, since it started. So, well, <clears throat> I'm not going to press you into watching it because, well, it's. 209 episodes and two movies now and that's that's a big undertaking listen i'm not i'm not one to ever not go for watching a ridiculous amount of tv shows yeah you know like every every year or so my wife and i'll sit down and rewatch like a bunch of the classic hbo shows where we will just go through watching sopranos and six feet under and oz and you know stuff like that again and I mean, it's not 200 episodes, but we've probably watched them each at least eight or nine times. Boy, Oz, I haven't watched that in a long time. You know, the last that was time the last time we watched that one was when my wife was pregnant with our first child, and she was kind of on bed rest and she couldn't really do much of anything. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, I have all of Oz on DVD," and she goes, "We haven't watched Oz since it ended, and we should watch this." And I was like, "Heck yes, we should." It ended very unsatisfactorily. Yeah, last season was not good. Yeah, it ended very unsatisfactorily. I wasn't a big fan of it. I uh, I was truly hoping for something better, for it to end in a better, better way. Yep. Or get a movie or something to finish it all out. Yeah, no, the it's, the ending of the show was very disappointing. Yeah. Not as disappointing as Dexter. Dexter was disappointing after season four. From then or How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Because How I Met Your Mother was disappointing for the simple fact that they basically said, oh, the whole show isn't about How He Met Your Mother. It's how he yeah. met your how, mother. and How then he, he got yeah, over still, your mother and still ended up with Robin. It ended up with Robin, yeah. Yep. Way to go, producers. Way to screw the fans. Yep. And they had that scene filmed like two years into the show. Yeah. <sighs> Very frustrating there. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I guess that's about it for me. Oh, that's what I can talk about. That's what? TV related and also wrestling related. Okay. Did you watch the uh, the trailer for the Netflix Glow series? I did. I watched the new extended trailer, and 
I'm very, very excited about watching the show. It is totally different than what I was expecting. What were you expecting? I I don't really know. I sort of expected it to be more not documentary based, but I sort yeah. of expected it to be more of like a, a serious look at, okay. at no. the things. But it is it's just like complete, complete you know, completely over the top. It's like a league just, of their own for Glow. Yes. Yes, you're right. That's a great that's a very good way of, of comparing the two. Um, I didn't realize that Awesome Kong, or Amazing Kong, or Kia Stevens, or Karma, whatever you want to call her, I didn't realize that she was going to be in the show. But she's on the show as one of the Glow Girls. Right. But yeah, I mean, just from watching that extended trailer, there was a lot of elements of that show that I saw that were taken from the actual, like, history and creation of glow because there's a a documentary it might still be on netflix i don't know i think you can watch it for Some, free on youtube though yeah as someone i was just talking to somebody about it the other day i i didn't even know that this existed yeah. until i saw the trailer for this oh yeah i've watched and then it like someone two or three the times. next day was like oh my god i just watched this glow thing i was like wait the show's out how is that even possible i just saw the trailer and like no, yeah. no no it's a documentary it's a really, really well done documentary. You should really watch it um, yeah, I, before you watch the series. It is definitely on my list of things. <laughs> because if you watch the documentary, you'll like see things that, and then you watch the trailer again, you'll be like, oh, that person's that person, that person's that person. Oh, that person really did have a crush on the promoter. Right. You know, just just from the things you've seen in the trailer, you'll by well, after you're watching the documentary and you watch this trailer, you'll be like, they really did a good job. At least, okay, based on the trailer, they really did a good job capturing the essence that was Glow into right. this series. So, all right. Well, I'm at work, so we're going to have to wrap it up now. Sure. Um, but, yeah, cool. Thanks. Uh, I guess you can find me on the old Twitter. Uh, I'm at SuperstarML. I am at Aaron S. Bell. The show is at... 1000 holds pod right heck, heck yeah it is yeah yeah 1000 holds of of pods yes that's right. how you can find it you can find us on the uh the the uh, the facebook at, at podcast of a thousand holds correct and uh yeah i guess that's everything that sounds like week. everything cool thanks